let's praise the Lord this morning for our pastor, Pastor Ronald Doherty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You can have your seats in the house, and if you're at home standing up, sit down. <laughs> God is good, and we bless him. We give him glory for all that he is, all that he's doing. Amen. In the midst of all that we're facing, God is still God. Amen. None of this stuff has caught him off guard. Amen. He's well aware, amen, ahead of time of what's coming in our direction. And although sometimes we look at it and we say, why? No, he has a reason. And as he works out his reason, it's going to work for our good. So we bless God and we give him glory today. We give him praise for his goodness unto us. We thank God for all of you who have tuned in to be a part of our worship today. Those of you in Facebook land, and, and, and uh, we have a few here in the house on today, and we're glad for each who have come. Amen. We are just praising God. We know that, you know, corona is corona. Uh, COVID is however, we, however you call it. Amen. Amen. Corona, Rona, you know, all of that stuff is still happening. It's still happening. Amen. Uh, Omicron and Omarion, however you say it, they have, it's still happening, so we're cautious about the things that we do. Uh, not that God can't step in and do whatever, but you know, it, it, it's like, you know, sometimes we, uh, in, in our faith in God, we kind of push common sense aside because we say, I got faith in God. Okay, you step out in front of the truck because you got faith in God. You see the truck coming, you step back. Common sense. Amen. So as we go forth and as we're looking at things around us, it doesn't say that you don't have any faith in God because you didn't step out there. It kind of say you're crazy if you did. But, uh, uh, but uh, we, we trust God and we kind of walk within the boundaries of, both, of, the, of those things that keep us protected. Amen. We still live in this world. We're still susceptible to all that goes on around us. There is no temptation, the scripture said, that is common unto man. There's no temptation taking you but such is common unto man. In other words, as I like to say it, life happens to everybody. Nobody gets exempt from life unless you die. Then it's over. But as long as you're living, you're going to be dealing with life and all of the things that are part of life. But we thank God that he yet reigns and he yet reigns supreme and he can fix any situation. He can cause good to come out of any circumstance because he is God and he's God all by himself. Amen. Song right, songwriter went along with that and said he don't need nobody else. He's God all by himself. And we just give him praise and we give him thanks today for all that the Lord has done and all that the Lord is doing as we go on to know and to trust him. We serve a mighty God. Yes, we do. Amen. Amen. So we just want to give, give God praise. We just thank God for his, his moving, covering, and keeping us day by day. Some of us have have uh, been uh, so far exempt from COVID. And, and some of us have gone down the way, but God has sustained us either way and we give him praise. Some of us have been, you know, you've gone and you take the vaccinations and some of us saying, I don't know. Either way, you gotta trust God. <laughs> either, either way, you gotta put your trust in him. Amen. So he can cover you and keep you. And it's the faith that you have, whether you have faith and take the shot or you have faith and don't take the shot. You better keep your faith. 
Amen. Keep your faith in God. Keep your faith in God. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of us have gotten to the space and place. You know, I got a headache, but I'm taking my Tylenol and I'm believing God. Amen. I'm, I'm taking my Tylenol and I'm believing God. Amen. However you do it, keep believing God. Keep believing God. He is able. He is able and he will. Amen. Because his eye is on us and his ear is open to our cry and we matter to him. So we give God praise and thanks for all that he is doing to cover us and keep us in this day and place and time that we are in right now. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. He's faithful. He's faithful. All right, we're going to get into the word of God. For, for those of who have been with us the last couple of Sundays, we're in Philippians chapter 3. We're over the same uh, verses that we've read for the last two Sundays. We'll conclude it this Sunday. Amen. We're in Philippians chapter 3, and we're starting at verse 3. And it says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof, he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I count loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I might win Christ, and be found in him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God, by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen, amen. And that's our scripture reading in the text, the overall text that we've taken or the theme that we've taken for these last including today this three messages is doing what's necessary to be successful doing what's necessary to be successful and we as again we say as we start off each year we start off a lot of us with our resolutions of what we want to accomplish what we want to do what we want to have by the the year end and we push in that direction before a lot of us uh, although we've made the statement and, and we got a good start, we were not successful in getting to what we said that we would get to. And uh, uh, we kind of went through the first message that we talked about, dealt with one of the uh, ways that we can kind of make sure that we're successful doing what's necessary is one, we had to set a goal. We have to set a goal. 
Amen. If you're going to do anything, you can't just, you know, especially if you want to achieve something that, that, that means something or is meaningful to you, you have to set a goal. Amen. And then in setting the goal, we talked about not just setting the goal, uh, you have to be specific about the goal that you set. We gave the example, and I think it kind of speaks for itself. You're saying, this year I'm going to lose weight. You have a weight in mind, but you just say generally, this year I'm going to lose weight. Well, if you think about it, if you lost one pound, you lost weight. <laughs> Were you successful in what you wanted? Your mindset was maybe 20 or 30 pounds. So in light of 20 or 30 pounds, one pound is not successful. So although you set the goal, I'm going to lose weight, you were not specific about the goal that you set. So, you know, when you're not specific about a thing, it's like when you're just throwing something, you're just throwing the ball here or there, you know, back and forth, but uh, throwing the rock here or there. But when you get specific and you begin to hit a, get a target, I'm not just throwing, but I want to throw and hit that. Then it makes me have to look at my target and be a little more intentional about what I'm doing if I'm going to reach the goal or be successful. So in setting my goal, I've got to be specific about what I'm trying to get to. So we talked about that in the first message, and Paul was saying uh, generally, not just, you know, uh, he, he talked about us being the circumcision or being in the family of God connected with Jesus Christ. But in this, we have to set goal, and the goal that he said was that I may know him. And although that may seem general to a lot of people, so he went specific in the power of his resurrection. Let me tell you how I want to know him. In the fellowship of his suffering. Let me tell you, when it gets hard and when it gets rough, I don't want to flake out on him. I want to know him in the hard place and in the hard time so that it's, 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 it's those people who have been with you in the tight places, them the ones who know you. And them those ones who you know. It's those who kind of flake away and go when things get rough, they gone and stuff like that. You really don't know them. So when you uh, talk about those people who you have trust in, it's like more, mainly those who you have confidence in because you know that in the midst of a hard place, they will not leave you. Some of us have gone to the phase in, in, in our Christian walk where we was on fire for God to, till it got hard. Amen. If you be real, come on, come on. You was on fire till it got hard. And you were like, man, I didn't think it was going to be all of this. And we kind of bagged up some. But Paul said, no, no, I don't, I don't want no shallow relationship. I want to know him. So when it gets hard, I'm going to stick right in here because it's really right there where I really know who you are and really know what you're about because we have gone through some things together and it has broadened my, 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 my experience with you. And now I, I, I stand in a more confident place about you because of how we have gone through together. So Paul said, I want to know him. So for us, it's important that not only we set a goal, but we be a, get specific about the goal that we set. Yes, I want to be more like him. Well, in what way? In what way? So I have to kind of map that out so I can pursue that as I should. And as I'm, as I'm pursuing, because I know where I'm going, you know, when you don't know what you want to do, anything, <laughs> anything works for you. You know, you're home, what you want, I don't know. I ain't got nothing in mind, so you, you get your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But there, every now, every now and then you get hungry, and you begin to be specific. I, no, no, I don't want no sandwich. I want a meal. So a sandwich won't do in that because you've been specific about it. So we, uh, if we want to be successful in the things of God uh, or, or, or in the goals we want to reach, I have to be specific about where I'm going or what I want to do. The more specific I am, the more intentional I have to be to reach that goal. 
all right? So sometimes we're not successful in certain things because we haven't been specific. We've been general. We've been general. So we hadn't hit what we wanted. So when I begin to be specific about where I want to go or what I want to do, the first thing that happens to me, uh, that happens when I get specific about a goal or uh, say what I want, I begin to see it's like automatically all the stuff that will hinder me jumps out. All the stuff that, don't, that ain't what I want jumps out. And I see it, it's, it's like, it ain't like it ain't never been there, but because I'm, I'm, I'm specific about or clear about where I want to go, hindrances jump out at me. I know the hindrance now. I know if I want to do this, I can't be with you because you ain't going to let me get there. I know if I want to go here, I can't take you with me because once we get there, it ain't going to be good. I know if I want to do so, so when I begin to be specific about the goal, some things already that I don't need jump out. They jump out, and I know it because I understand what it is, and I know to be successful, I can't handle, I can't deal with that. So the second message that we talked about uh, last week, we talked about dealing with or overcoming the hindrances. So we talked about uh, last week, you know, hindrances coming in, in you know, and, and we categorize it in three things. One, your enemy, you know, you know your enemy, all, you know they don't have no good intention towards you and, and all of that, so you know how to avoid your enemy. When, when your enemy does something to, to, to kind of get at you, you ain't surprised. That's your enemy. That's what you expect. Amen. when the guy that don't like you do something, you know, to, 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 to throw you off, it don't throw you. You're my enemy. I expect that. The psalmist in Psalm 55 said, it was not my enemy that reproached me because then I could have borne it. I, it was, neither was he that hated me that did magnify himself against me because then I could have hid myself from me. I know my enemy. So I know how to deal with my enemy. So what he does, does not throw me. So I know when I'm trying to reach a goal, I, I, I know how to avoid my enemy. So we talked about enemies last week and we talked about frenemies. And we kind of described the frenemy as one who wants to be your friend, but all of their actions don't, are not toward your goal that you're trying to get to. You know, you're in the hospital and the doctor says, you know, you can't have this anymore, you can't have that anymore. And you're in the hospital for a few days and you sit in the hospital and, you, and your friend comes to visit you, man, how you doing? Oh man, you know, oh man, so, I'm so sad, sorry to see you in here and stuff like this, but it's gonna get better. You say, man, man, I wish I could have da-da-da. And you know you can't have it because the doctor said you can't have it. And your friend said, man, I got you, I got you. Next day or two, they come sliding in there with that bag or what you said you wanted, and here you go, man, here you go. They're looking to do you good, but they do it, they're not doing you good. That action that they're taking, although they're trying to be, do something that, that they feel will help you, is really hindering you. So I've got to know my frenemy. I got to know I can't share some things with you because you go, you know, I know I don't need it, but we just talking and stuff like that, man. The doctor took me off and such and such. But every now and then I just get a craving for it, man. But I'm fighting and I'm fighting. And every now and then they show up and say, oh man, you ain't got to fight it. I got you. Yeah, we, we praise the Lord, but it ain't helping us none. So I gotta I gotta know my friend of me, because they're going against, you know, so I got to know how to, to, to take what they're saying or not share something because they, you know, although they're meaning good, what they're doing ain't good for me. So I got to know my friend of me so I can, I can, I can kind of maneuver 
around that. I can kind of maneuver around that. Sometimes in relationships with husband and wives, as they're raising uh, children, especially if they're raising a son, you know, the father is kind of a little more on the, on the board because he got to grow up and, you know, learn how to take some stuff and things like that. And then, you know, when he's real young and he'd run, he'd scrape his leg, yeah, and his mom would come get him and, and kiss the little thing, and oh, it's going to be all baby. And then just kind of baby him and baby him. And then the father's looking at it like that. That boy don't need that. <laughs> he got to grow up and be. So, so the kid goes and he's playing out and he falls and he hurts his knee and stuff like that. And the daddy is there and he gets him and says, yeah, I know, it's, I know it hurts some, but you're going to be all right. Come on, brush it off. Come on, come on, brush it off. And he kind of get himself together. Okay, okay. Then the mama comes, what my baby? And the boy's like, ah! <laughs> and the father's like, you go somewhere. <laughs> We, he was all right until you got in. Now you, so you know they intend well, but in this situation, it's not the best thing. So I've got to know my friend of me. So when I'm trying to reach a goal, there's some things I can't be around you, and there's some things I can't share with you because you're not gonna help me. Although you're trying to help me, you what you're doing ain't gonna help me. So I can't. I gotta. I know how to deal with you. And then the other person after that, that third part that we dealt with, is, is I gotta be able to deal with myself. And we kind of talked about it, and it's been my experience more and more as I'm dealing with me. The hardest person for me to say no to is me. I tell you no all day. <laughs> you are you, you trying? No, 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 we ain't doing that. No, no, I don't want that. No, no, but then we, I ain't having that. Tell you no real quick. But when I want what I want, and I know I don't need what I want, I find a way of justifying me getting what, well, it's just a little bit. It ain't going to hurt nothing. I'll be out, I'll double up tomorrow. Come on, come on. <laughs> you owe so many double ups because you never get that. So the, the, that, 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 that thing of uh, uh, recognizing me and, and, and the flaws or the fault I can be to my own self so that I can now begin to do what's necessary to overcome those things where I am not the one who's holding me back from. So we talked about uh, dealing with your enemy and your frenemy and your own self. We talked about Paul and what he was, what he was dealing with as Paul dealt with in, in his life is that Paul had this, this issue really of Paul can get real boastful if you, if, if you kind of look at some of the scripture. He can get real boastful about who he was and what he was. And his degree, we read it in the scripture. He said, you know, when you start talking about, listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. Listen, I was circumcised the eighth day. Listen, uh, concerning the law, I'm a Pharisee. I'm blameless. I've been on it. You ain't got nothing on me. So sometimes I can get to the space and place where I become my own enemy or there are things in me that will hinder me from getting where I want to get to. But Paul, knowing himself, knowing what uh, the, the issues of his life, he even said it in, 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 uh, uh, where in 2 Corinthians in the 12th chapter where he talks about because of the much revelation that he had and because of all this, he could get heady. He said, because of that, that was given to me, a messenger from Satan, thorn in the flesh to buffet me. And I asked God to take it away. And God said, I can't take it away because <laughs> this, is, this is what's keeping you in line. But I'm going to give you my grace. So, 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 so as I'm trying to, to get to the goal that I have in Christ or achieve those things, I've got to realize my own actions that hinder my progress and deal with the own stuff, face me and own up to me 
and, and get the help that I need to get over me. We even talked about uh, last week where, where uh, Paul, as he dealt with Timothy and knowing Timothy, you know, was a young man who Paul had brought up in Timothy in the midst of all the things he was done because he was younger and stuff. He was a kind of timid, but he had, he had gifting in him. Paul says about Timothy, he says, listen, I know what's in you. I know the faith that's in you. I know the gifts that's in you because not only is it in you, it was in your grandmama and it was in your mama, and I know you got it too. I've even laid hands on you. So this is what I need you to do. Don't, don't draw back because you think you, you know, a little shy and stuff. He said, stir up the gift. Don't let you hinder you. Work on what's in you. Get over you. So you can reach the goal that is set before you. Uh, not just the goal that you set for yourself, but also the goal that God has set for you. Paul talks about, I don't want to get in my own righteousness, but I want to be in his righteousness. I want to not have my own goals, but I want the goal that he has for me because he knows me and he knows what I'm capable of. Have you ever had anybody who knew you real good? I gave, I gave the illustration last week about when I was in grade school and stuff like that, and I sat next to this guy, and we both got the same test, same score on the, on the test. We didn't get an A, but we both got like a, a good C plus B. And on his paper, we had the exact same score. On his paper, the teacher wrote, great job, excellent work, and all of that put you know, on his face, on his paper. On my paper, the teacher wrote, could do better. And I'm like, wait a minute, we got the same score. Why don't I have good job? Why don't I have excellent work? Because the teacher knew me. She knew I had better in me than that. So that I don't get caught up in, you know, we having the same score. She said, no, no, you could do better. The thing that about us, God knows us. And he knows what's in us. He knows what he put in us. And he's expecting us to rise to the level of what he has in us. And sometimes we get to the space and place because I'm equal with somebody else. I want to feel like it's all right. Well, I got what they got. No, God said, you got more than that. So don't you get in your way of getting to the place that I have for you. Own up to what you've got, your ability, and strive for better than that. So don't learn, learn how to overcome the hindrances in your life. Your enemy, your frenemy, and you. Begin to enlist what you need to get to a better pace, uh, space and place in your life as I'm striving to get to the place that God has for me. Today we want to kind of talk about uh, the, the third thing that will help us as we're striving to be successful in it is that what you need to do is work your plan. Really, what you need is to get a plan. <laughs> Get a plan, because sometimes we don't talk about the dreams that we have and stuff like this, and, oh, I'm going to be this, and I'm going to be that, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and all of this, and, and, and that type of that, that, that nature. But when it comes down to it, we want to do that, but we have, not set no, we have not set a plan to get there. I don't have a course charted for me. The reason a lot of times that we're successful in school, going from, you know, we said, you know, I come in, you know, I want to graduate high school and stuff like that. So from day one that I'm in high school, there is a, a charted course, a plan already set for me for graduation. The classes are already set. The teachers are already in place. The curriculum is already laid out. All I got to do is follow the course. 
when I left high school or when I left college, what, is, what now is that there is no longer a course set for me. I've got to set the course for where I want to be or what I want to do. And when I don't set a course, all of the things that I say I'm going to be are nothing but dreams without a plan to get there. We'll be dreaming for the rest of our lives and not achieving anything because although we want it and although we have the ability to get there, we have not set a plan in place to make it happen. We don't have no steps. We don't have, we don't have no procedure to get there. In the book of Luke, it talks about the man who sits down, you know, uh, when, he, when he wants to build a building or the building is what he's looking for. The first thing he does, he sits down and he counts the cost. What is it going to take me to get there? What do I need to do? What are the materials that I need? How much money do I need? And he first has to lay out the, the, that cost or that plan so that as he looks at it, he can see whether or not he has sufficient to reach the goal. So I'm saying what I want to do and I'm saying who I want to be and all of that and I want God to use me this way and God to use me that way. God is there and stuff like that, but there's some work that you've got to do and you've got to set your course to get you there. And without that, you'll be saying the same thing for the next 20 years. <laughs> I'm going to get this and not being successful to reach none of that because we have not given ourselves to a plan that'll take us to where God wants us to be. There's a saying that says, if you fail to plan, then what you've done is you plan to fail. If you fail to sit down and chart it out, then really what you've done is you've planned to not get there anymore. That, that goal, that, that place you said, you're not getting there because you didn't sit down to plan it out. So I have to get with God and find out what his plan is for my life and then also stay before him so he can help me chart a course for where I'm trying to get to and work my, uh, 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 the steps that I need to to I get to the place where he will have me to get to because that's the goal, that's the chart, that's where I'm trying to reach and as I'm going in that direction, he'll help me because I plan it out. We don't be planning nothing. I'm gonna, you know, it's like the kids, it's like the kids. My birthday coming up, I'm gonna have this party. All everybody, we're gonna have this, we're gonna have that. They ain't talk to their mother. <laughs> they, they, they talk to nobody about whatever, but they still would say, you know, on my birthday, I'm having this party. We're going to do all that. And then the birthday come up, and everybody like, man, when the parties? Oh, man, we can't have it this time. My mama got to work. My daddy got to. You stated it, but ain't no plans to put in place. You ain't talked to nobody. You ain't set nothing up. And too often, and I walk with God, we saying what we're going to be, but we ain't set time to get before God to find out what his will is for our life or how he wants us to get there and all of that. And before we know that time has passed and we've set as a goal and we haven't achieved nothing. Part of this thing, if you want to be successful, you've got to lay out a plan. How I'm going to get there, what I'm going to do and things of that nature. Some of us, uh, uh, a few years ago, uh, uh, I did set in, in, in place in, in, in my mind that I wanted to, not that I, you know, I, re I read my Bible here and there and I've read a number of things, but I never, had never read it through. And I set that as my goal. I'm gonna re read the Bible through. I'm gonna start from Jump Street, Genesis, and I'm gonna go all the way to Revelation and I would get from Genesis to Genesis. It was good in the beginning. God created Bible, but then they started having beginnings. He begot this one, and then all them names that they throwed in there. And, and I'm like, Lord Jesus, let me skip to the good part. 
But my goal was to read it through. And uh, a number of years, I kind of struggled. I'd started and I'd go for a little while and, I, and then it, it, that I get to them begottings. And I'd just be gone. I'm going out to do something, to do something else because it was just, it wasn't working. The thing about, uh, as, as I, the more I did or set that as a goal and I started it, I would get a little further each time. I get a little further each time. But then I, 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 I devised a way to get me all the way through. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a few chapters in Genesis and I'm going to read a few chapters over here. And I'm going to read, I'm going to keep track of where I'm going because this that's boring me, when I get over here, this is going to lift me and make me want to do it. So as I did that, I became more successful. And before I knew it, I had read the whole thing all the way through. I said, okay, okay, okay. So, so what, was, what was hitting me is that you got to have a plan. At the high, you know when you get to certain parts, you know you, that it's going to throw you and you, you're going to get bored and stuff like that and things of that nature. So you got to have something to bring you back. So you got to start putting that in your plan also. So when you get to that space and place so that you don't quit, so that you don't give up, you've got to have something else there to kind of help you. So when I figured that out, you know, I'm now for the last maybe seven, eight years, each year, it's been my goal to read the Bible through, and I've done it each year because I, I, I got past what I needed to get past. So I can be successful in that. So I have to learn as I'm doing the thing uh, 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 not to quit on it. And I, one of the things that I've got to look at too is that uh, as we're doing it, sometimes I gotta I gotta set for me because it becomes easier for me to set some intermediate goals. I know my whole goal is to re read all of this, but let me set some intermediate goals along the way. By the end of February, I want to have read such and such and such. So although my goal is to read all the way through to, to, to December and then have the whole thing, February is going to come sooner than December. So I can stay a little more faithful that way. And when I get to February, I shout the victory that I may accomplish where I was going to in February. I did it just like that. And now I can kind of push on because I had a, a point of celebration. You know, sometimes that's what, that's what I need in the middle of all the, the activity. I need a break or a celebrate time. So as I'm striving to be better in the things of God, if I spent, you know, if I, if I, when I started out, I only spent maybe a couple of hours, in or not a couple of hours, but a few minutes in prayer a day, and I read a couple of scriptures, but, but I set my goal, I have the greater goal, but then I set an intermediate goal. I want to extend that time from maybe 15 minutes to 25 minutes, and I found that I've done 25 minutes. Let me celebrate my 25 minutes, because that's going to give me some momentum to keep going. So I celebrate that I've done the 25 minutes. I celebrate that I've gotten this far and I begin to uh, 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 get, get glad about that thing. But then also in the midst of that, one of the things that I've learned about that is that I'll stay there in my celebrated place and not really move any forward. Move, you know, I'm, yeah, I made it to the February. I did all of this and that and I'm celebrating and I've been celebrating February all the way up to June. I ain't read no more. Because I'm still celebrating February. So my celebrate, one of the things that I've got to look and realize and know that, that sometimes my successes can be a hindrance if I stay there too long. My successes can hold me back if I stay there too long. But what my successes are supposed to do is to give me momentum to move forward to the next place. 
So as I'm setting intermediary goals, and each time I get there, I celebrate what it does for me. It builds me up so I can go further, further in the things of God. Paul was saying, as he was in, fourth, in this chapter of Philippians, he said, listen, you know, I know you look at me and you think I've gotten somewhere, but I ain't got there yet. You say, you think, you think I've, I've attained or I've gotten to this space and place, but I'm not there yet. So although that I'm not there, I know my greater goal. So I'm going to keep pushing in the direction that I need to go in so I can get to the place where I need to get to. And oftentimes what I need, as I said, we even with, with Paul and, and Timothy, and, and, and I've got to learn to do this for myself as I'm trying to reach a goal. I've got to enlist the help of some people who are going to help me get there. There are some people who know me real good and know, you know, although I can, you know, I make a kind of smooth my way around some stuff, they cut right to the chase of me and say, boy, no, no, I ain't hearing none of that. You're supposed to be doing so-and-so. Get back on it. I need some people in my life that are going to tell me to get back on it. Yeah, you've made it to February or not, but you, you've been here too long. Get back to work. So I need to surround myself with some people who will agree with me toward my goal and keep me on point. Keep me accountable. Keep me working to that end. And I've got to be at the space and place that I don't avoid them. Y'all even know what that is about, right? You know, there's some people who, who when, when they see you, they, they see you and they're going to tell you just like it is about you so you can get to them. So when you see them, you make sure they don't see you because you ain't got time. Uh, no, no, I, I don't need that today. No, no, I need them in my life because they're going to help me to get to this place that I'm trying to get to in God. They agree with me that, I, I, that, I, that I've got the ability to be there. And, and they will also agree with me that I'm going to help you get there. So they don't let me off. I don't need nobody to let me off. I let me off too many times myself. I don't need you to let me off. Get me back on my dime. Get me back on my square so I can get to that place. So I need those people to, to help me there. So I enlist them as I'm going forward, as I've set my goal, as I'm, as I'm dealing with my intermediary goals and I'm getting some successes. I, gotta, I need them there to keep my head level so I keep pushing. That's where a lot of us miss it because we're trying to do it all by ourselves. Oh, I got this. I, no, you ain't got this because if you had it, you'd have been there. If you had it, you'd have been there. So I need some people who are going to keep me on my square. Paul was saying to the Philippians, I don't, no, no, I ain't attained yet, so don't be praising me. I have not gotten there yet, so don't be celebrating me. I'm still trying to get to where God has for me, and I'm pushing it with everything I got. So, so to help me do this, and I've got to be able to do this about not only my failures, because when I fail, because we do, I need somebody to get me back up on my feet. Do it real quick, because I don't want to stay there too long. If I stay there too long, then it's almost like I got to start all over again. No, no, get, hit it real quick. Get me back up on my feet and keep pushing me in that direction. So the same way with my failures and successes, when I've hit them and I've come past them, I've got to be able to forget them and put them behind me. Get them on the back side of me. I can't keep them in front of me because they'll either depress me or keep me partying too long. So I've got to quickly push it behind and keep my eye on the prize. Keep my head where I'm going. Keep my faith in the direction of what I'm trying to reach. 
and not settle for the temporary stuff, but give God everything that he has for me so I can get from him everything that he wants me to be. Paul said, listen, I, I haven't attained yet. I haven't gotten there yet, so to help me keep going, I'm going to forget all this other stuff and push it behind me and reach for what's ahead of me. I've got to keep my eyes on the prize. Too many things will distract us. A hindrance will distract you. Uh, uh, somebody who's not really on your side will distract you. If you let it, you will distract you. So you've got to wake up to what you need and begin to push in that direction and keep your eye. Paul said, I press. That right there tell you it ain't going to be easy. I press. That right there tell you that it, it ain't going to, everything ain't just going to fall into place. That right there tell you it's going to be a struggle to get there, but because my eye is on where I'm going, I'm going to keep pushing in that direction. If I fall, I'm getting back up again. If I trip, I'm getting myself straight again. I'm not going to sit in the party too long. I got a destination to get to, and I can't wait, and I can't tarry here. There's a goal that I'm trying to get to so that I can be for God everything that he has for me to be. He wants you to get there real bad. He's got success written all over your name, but you've got to work with him if you're going to experience it for yourself. It's not just something that he does, it's something that we do with him. We work together with him. We are his workmanship. We join hand in hand with God. We yield so he can work in our lives what he desires. We work ourselves into that space and place where God can do for us everything that he desires. Because he wants our lives to be successful. He wants you to accomplish what he has planned for your life. But you've got to work with him so that it comes to pass. So I've got to set my goal and be specific. I've got to overcome every hindrance that comes my way. And then I've got to work my plan. If I stay faithful in those three areas, success is right up the road for me. I will accomplish, I will be, I will walk in what God has for me because he will be the strength, he will be the wind that blows me in that direction. I got to trust him to do it. I got to trust him to do it. What's your plan for the year? What's your goal for the year? Where are you, what are you looking to accomplish in this year? Not just for you, but for the kingdom of God, for the plan that God has in your life. What is your goal? When you set your goal and you know, because you set your goal, you know what gets in the way. You know so what, what people can't ride with you. Everybody can't go. So you begin to walk away hindrance. You start moving those things out of the way. You start, as, as Paul says about himself, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. In other words, he knows it's, it's, it's an ongoing battle and I keep under my body. And I bring it into subjection. So I'm working on me and all so I can get passing through these hindrances. And as I do, I work the plan that God has laid out for me as I've spent time with him. And because I do it, he orders my steps. And because I do it, he causes me to rise above. And because I do it, he makes me more than a conqueror over those things that was taking me under. Because he wants me to succeed, just like he wants all of you to succeed. I got to work with him. This year, what's your goal? 
What stands in the way? What's your plan? Work it for the glory of God, and he will bring you to a space and a place of success. And what you start out the year saying you're going to accomplish, at the, end of your year, uh, at the end of the year, you'll be shouting the victory because he brought you through. He wants to do it for each of us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we just bless you today, and we give you thanks, glory, and honor, and praise for all that you've done as we commit ourselves to you. We thank you, O Lord Jesus, that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives. We are not just here walking this earth realm, biding time. But you have a space and a place, a destiny, uh, 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 things for us to accomplish for our good and for the good of the kingdom of God. So we pray today, Lord, that you would make us aware of what those things are so that we can align ourselves with your purpose and your plan for us and we can push in that direction. And as we push, you will give us strength to overcome. You will give us strength to be victorious. You will give us strength to rise above each and every circumstance so that at the end of this stage, at the end of this phase, we will be declaring the victory because you brought us through. Oh God, today, let it be in our lives that gone are the days where we're just declaring and not fulfilling. But help us, oh God, to align with your plan and your purpose. So that what we say, that we believe in faith and we take every necessary step to get there. And because we trust you, you bring us safely and completely into that place. We're yours, God. Work in us both the will and to do of your pleasure. So that the end, we'll hear you say, well done. Well done. Well done. So strengthen us toward that end. And we will praise you forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Amen. For those of you who are in Facebook land watching us via Facebook, God's got a plan for you too. If you have not united with him, if you have not allowed Jesus to be your Savior, he wants to be because God's got purpose for your life. He doesn't want you walking aimlessly with no clear direction, with no goal that would be fulfilling. So today, if you realize that there's a need in your life for him, God, for Jesus to be your Savior. We want to open up this opportunity for that to happen. It's done real simple. It's by way of prayer. We say it this way. Come to him and say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. I realize that we all are as we come into this earth realm. But you came to be a savior, to free us not only from sin, but from the penalty of our sin. So today, Lord Jesus, I ask you into my life. I ask that you would wash and cleanse and make me whole. And from this day forward, be my savior. Guide me in your way and help me to only do what honors you. Fill me with your spirit and I'll walk out your plan for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Didn't take long, did it? If you did that, then God welcomes you into his family. If you don't have a church, find you a good 
Bible teaching church and let them instruct you in the ways of God so that your life can be fully what he has to be. Thank you all for joining us on today in Facebook land, and we will see you again on next Sunday. God bless you. Have a great day.